everyone. Welcome to episode 24 of the TRA HK podcast. Yes, episode 24 and the first of 2023. We've uh, had a bit of hi- hiatus for uh, Chinese New Year and uh, the regular New Year. And joining me on this episode, it's a special Four Trails episode. Uh, this is part one because we also have a couple of other guests. But joining me, we have obviously the housewife's favourite, John Ellis. John, how are you doing? Hello. <laughs> and with us we have, and hopefully I can pronounce this properly because as you know, listeners know, I'm pretty bad at names, Tomokazu Ilhara. Welcome. Konbanwa. <laughs> Good evening. Nice, so, nice, nice to be on your podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, first things first, what are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking uh, a red wine. <laughs> oh, nice. Is it a special one, a Cabernet Savion or something special? Yeah. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> you can smell it from here. <laughs> John, John, what do you have? I've got a Suntory Premium Malt. Oh, nice. John, we should be opposite. I should be. Yeah, we should be swapping here. Yeah, I thought you might like this one, Tom, eh? (laughs) Yeah. I have a pint of Jennings, and uh, well, the listeners won't be able to see, but if you look carefully, you can see the trail runner on the glass. Ah, nice. So it's 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 an ale from the Lake District in the UK. So it's like the fell runners and trail runners favorite. So, uh, yes, Jennings. Although, actually, it really is Qingdao in here. <laughs> Shh, no one knew. You didn't need to. Oh, no, you've added yourself. <laughs> Are you having your beer warm? Yes, that's how we have it. Yes, from the it's hand less. pump. I love, I love my warm well. beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've just had four trails uh, happen. And... Uh, Tomo, it's been four years since uh, you did it, and this time you completed it in 57 hours, 42 minutes. Uh, I know there was a bit of drama at the end, which we can talk about afterwards, Uh, but uh, just uh, what made you come back to do it again? Was you excited to come back after all the COVID restrictions have been dropped and uh, come along? First of all, um, I did my 2019, my first Hong Kong Four Trails in 57, 30 minutes. And this time I did it in 54.02. So I, mm. I shaved about three hours and a half um, um, on the second one. Um, the reason I came for the first Hong Kong Four Trail was because it was a training run for the Barclay Marathons. <laughs> like, I don't want wait, to Hold on, wait, wait. So Tomo's, Tomo did four trails as a training run. Woo! <laughs> that is something else. Yes. But clearly, I was... clearly, clearly, Andre needs to make it harder if people are just doing this for training runs. Uh, I was just stupid enough to think it was a training run um, because I didn't know about Hong Kong four, four trails as much. I knew the distance, I knew the elevation, and I knew the the cutoff time. That's all I knew. And um, since the Barclay Marathon is 60 hours, I just thought, okay, if mm-hmm. I can't finish Hong Kong Four Trails, I can't finish Barclay. So that was just a simple reason I came for the first one. And um, I realized during the um, the challenge, I was very stupid. <laughs> 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 uh, not be 
too prepared for the um, Hong Kong Four Shells, but I was able to finish um, under 60 hours, um, not because of myself, because of my crew, all the people cheering for me, everyone that pushed me all way long. And um, I had a, such a great experience and um, I was, I, I felt so stupid that um, mm, I was not well prepared. I didn't know how special this event was, special to the community as well. Um, and um, it's very unique, which Andre and Paper has created. And um, mm. after that, um, I knew much more about the four trails. I, I, I studied about it. I learned about it. I followed everyone after my run. And um, it was all, all, always in my head that I wanted to try it again. Um, and, and can I can I check on that? Because for a lot of people, um, you know, people will do it. They'll do it once, and I think, you know, they're very happy that one one and done. I don't need to go back and do something else. So, what was the thinking behind wanting to come back? Because you did finish it the first time. You did get sub sixty. It was a very good time, especially given you know, some of the issues you had. But what was the thinking behind wanting to come back? When I run like races, I want to put everything all out, all, all in and get myself all out at the end. Yep. Um, in 2019, Hong Kong Four Trails was not, not like that. I wasn't prepared as much as I wanted. But when I finished, it was in my head that I wanted to be prepared fully to see how, can, how I can do this when I'm fresh or tapered or... Um, um, and then uh, that, that's the main reason that I wanted to come back and see how I can do on the four trails when I'm all in, 100% prepared. Yeah. Okay. And just to bring it back a bit, because there are still people in the Amazon rainforest yet to be discovered who haven't heard of you. <laughs> Could you please tell us a, a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, who you are, where you're from, and uh, a little bit of your running career? Myself? Okay. Um, I started running um, in 2008. I was not wow. a runner. <laughs> I was uh, just a normal guy that was um, pretty big at that time. I was about 100, almost 100 kilos, 98 kilograms. Wow. Stressed with work. Uh, mm. Do not have any hobbies or any interest in any, any sports. I was just having having a lot of stress during work, and then the weekend would would be the the holy time that I can go away from work and just stay at my house drinking beer or. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> is it like eating peanuts? How you say that in um, Hong Kong? <laughs> yep. Uh, and then um, I I changed my job to a, a company called Amar Sports where they have like Sunto Wilson. Um, Salomon Arcteryx, a sports company, and um, it's a sports company. So a lot of the uh, coworkers uh, train a lot, and uh, I, I'm seeing my coworkers go running, go doing strength after work. And I, I thought that was cool, but like me, I'm like so big. I'm not kind of those guys. But on the first year I joined the company, um, 
there was this competition within our um, company to to lose weight um, using treadmill hmm. equipment, which that was what my division was um, selling. And I'm um, using Sunto watches to kind of measure BMI and stuff. And um, that's where I started running, not running, but walking. And I did like a 5K walk um, every day for three months. Okay. And um, at the end, I lost seven kilo. Wow. And uh, I felt really good. And um, like first, when I first started walking and running, it was very tough. But at the end, after three months, I felt pretty good after running a 5K after work. And um, that's where I became into running, more into running. And um, after we finished the competition, of course, I won the competition by losing 7K. And then I wanted to have another goal. And I asked my co core, uh, my, my, my teammate, what can I do? And he just pointed at the poster in our company, which uh, Sunto uh, was sponsoring a trail race. It was a 15K race. And he said, Tomo, let's go for this one for your next goal. And I said, okay, I'm in. And then that was the reason I started trail running. And um, before the race, I went to trail running. My, my colleague um, was already into trail running. So he took me to the mountains and he said, Tomo, you need this pack, this hydration, you need this um, uh, nutrition, you need shoes, hat, and everything. I prepared everything. It was I, very... I see you in the background. You've, mm. I think you've stocked up on the hats. I can see you in the background. <laughs> no, too many hats. <laughs> Can't have too many. <laughs> yeah, I only have one head. Nice. And um, we went for a 15K trail run, and it was so hard. But at the same time, um, it was shocking that it was such a fun event. It was hard, fun. Um, the food I eat at the summit of the mountain was tasty. The beer after the run was um, awesome. And um, that, I, it was like a thunder in my head that, oh, this is the sport I wanted to do. And um, I wanted to continue. And then after I run the race, um, uh, I was able to finish the 15K. And then, you know, like 20K, 30K, 50K, I gradually increased my um, distance. And um, after like three years, I started, I, I done my first 100 mile. And um, you know how it feels. It's pain. And um, mm -hmm. you feel like you want to quit during the run. But two weeks later, you're thinking about another 100 mile. And um, <laughs> I keep, keep on consuming my um, 100 mile. And then, um, yeah, um, 15 years from now, I'm on my 65th. Uh, more than a hundred mile uh, ultra distance, and um, I quit my salary man, uh, my um, office work, four years ago, and I turned into a running coach, and I'm 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 a running coach right now, um, so that makes my <laughs> long story short. But yeah, that, that that's kind of me. Okay, wow, and and you've sort of left that sort of corporate rat race behind. You know, running's now almost sort of infuses your life. It's it's part of your job. It's part of your identity. It's you know what you do for fun. Is the transition has it has it been a, a good one for you? You are you in a better place? Oh, like life is awesome right now. 
it can be better. I, I think I'm living. Well, the races could be longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I think I'm living in the dreams. Everything's. Uh, I, I'm very fortunate to be uh, what what yeah. I am. How how I'm doing. Yeah. And sorry, you did mention. I think you're up to your 65th miler, and I think you have this hundred times hundred miles project. Um, maybe could you tell us a little bit about how that came to be and. Yeah, how, how it's all going. It's it's a pretty mind blowing <laughs> life goal. Like um, um, it was like uh, my fourteenth hundred mile when I was running. I thought hundred mile was not that too far. <laughs> Getting used to it, uh -huh. and um, in Japan, if you finish a hundred miler, you're called a hundred miler. But I thought if if I did like a hundred miles, a hundred times, I'm going to be called a 10,000 miler. And I, <laughs> and I thought that was just cool. And that was, <laughs> I, think I, I think I was just drinking with my, my friend, but. It sounds okay. like it'd be a story. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a good idea. So uh, I, th I think that was the reason I just started. Just a simple reason, not, not very complicated. I'm, I'm a very mm. simple person. So um, I think that was the reason. And, maybe, and does does four trails that just counts for one miler in in your list? Unfortunately, Ooh, so I, yeah. I should be number sixty seven if I counted uh, Hong Kong four trail as uh, yeah. yeah yeah well. So, and just joining us is uh, Ryan Whelan. Uh, Ryan, how you doing? Hello, hey, I'm doing uh, extremely well, thank you. Uh, recovered well and. Uh, Tomo, nice to see you. I hope you've recovered well as well. And uh, congratulations once again on a nice, steady, sturdy performance. Uh, very solid. So, uh, And Steve, I hope you've recovered from the dot watching. I know you were, uh, you got really involved. With it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His mouse yeah. finger, his mouse fingers sort of got a little bit of RSI, but otherwise he's, he's pretty good. Yeah, he had to go into physio, I think. So, uh, yeah, hope everyone's recovering well. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. The fingers are doing fine. Yes, yes. Excellent. So, uh, right, I did have a list of questions uh, for you both. So, uh, Ryan, I just wanted to go, what was your approach to four trails? I mean, what made you decide to do it? And who twisted your arm to do it? Um, okay, so why did I decide to do it? Let's answer that one first. Yeah. Um, I think it's the pinnacle. Um, if, yeah, and especially if you live and you train in Hong Kong, it's, it's the ultimate. Um, it, a few people have asked, you know, oh, how do you do all four? If you do one trail, you normally feel pretty, pretty bruised and battered by the end of it. So I think to put all four together, and each one is so special and unique in your own training and races that you've done over the years. So I just think to get them all done in one after the other, um, yeah, you can't really beat that. And, of course, you're pushing yourself so... Um, yeah, I thought, right, why not? At the time, there weren't many races. We didn't know what was going on with um, if we're going to get anything over 50K, if you can remember back earlier uh, last year. Yeah. So you knew this was going ahead. Um, you know, Andre did really well to keep it going all over the COVID years. Uh, unfortunately, the only thing we missed was overseas participants. Um, so, yeah, so I knew it would be something over 50K because that's all we were getting uh, late last year. So, uh, yeah, I thought, why not? Let's let's get it done and get it done early. 
Mm. And how much of a training block did you do beforehand uh, to prepare for this? Um, <laughs> I had planned a quite a good uh, training block, but the real oh sorry, my cat's come to say hello. Uh, in the reality of it, <laughs> uh, so in late December, I was training for UTMB Thailand, the hundred k, and I was getting some nice weeks in, feeling really fit. And then, unfortunately, a week after that, um, I pulled up with quite an injury. So sort of my big, my big sort of reckeys that I had planned. I was going to do a reverse Mac into reverse uh, Wilson just before Christmas. Uh, an injury came up just on the eve of this. So basically, I, I did the Mac anyway with a bit of a twinge in my leg. Uh, so, yeah, after that, I was out for all of Christmas. And then since Christmas... Um, I did the rest of the trails, but it was, let's say it was more of a hobble than, a, <laughs> than running. So, um, yeah, so I came in, in this with sort of half expectations, just sort of wanting to finish it. And, uh, lo and behold, that's what happened. So, uh, yeah. So from what I first thought I could manage, uh, it all sort of changed with, uh, sort of managing a, a, a niggle and an injury. So, um, yeah, so that's how, uh, that's how it went really. I think Ryan, for you, um, you, I guess you didn't even know that you'd be running. Even sort of a couple of weeks out, you were still worried whether the calf would hold up. And then, from what I understand, you were you were running. The Mac didn't go so well, and you probably had some some moments there where maybe it didn't look like you were finishing. Can you run us through maybe some of that? Yeah. So during it, um, I, I, maybe I half convinced myself that I was fit on the uh, start line, but I think deep down I knew. I knew I'd need a, a stroke of luck if I was to uh, to do this thing. Um, so yeah, the mackerel hose, or oh, let's let's call it a circus. So everything that could go wrong did go wrong. So so from fairly early on, I could feel the glute not firing, and then that went up to my back. My back seized. Um, yeah, sort of. Me and Tomo shared a few miles together, and just you know we were just off pace. So I just couldn't couldn't keep up on the ups. Um, and yeah, we would pass each other. We spent some time together, but um, yeah. And then I lost my windbreaker. And then as Tomo knows, we had a big downfall and then it got a bit slippy and slidey. That didn't help with the injury. And then the flash torch blew. <laughs> and then it was just a comedy of errors. So I, I sort of hobbled to the, uh, to the finish line. I think, I think the crew were looking at me going, oh, he's, he's not looking good. Um, so as I said before I started, if I'm injured, let's just call it early and just throw in the towel and make sure I don't get a long injury. Um, Andre changed the rules that week. Um, and they said, you can have more than one crew support you. So I got to the finish line and um, a, a good friend and physio of mine, Michael Roper, he was crewing another lady, Sandy. So we just checked, is he breaking the rules? If he sort of gets his elbow, digs in my glutes and just tries to open me up, and um, we thought, no, he's not. So he gave me uh, some tough love, about 10 minutes of physio, promised my team, look, let's just get to the start of the Wilson. Um, started that. Yeah, wasn't feeling too good. So let, let's call it sulk. Sulk running. I knew my time was off. I knew I probably wasn't <laughs> going to complete it. So it was a bit a bit of a slow, feel, feeling sorry for myself, plod over Wilson. Then after Pats and Lang, I actually just did a little test. And I thought, you know what? The... Uh, the back's okay. The calves, uh, the, the glutes okay. So just, just finish this thing. Um, 
they sort of had a five-minute acceptance where I was like, right, your time's not going to be what you're hoping for. Um, you're not going to be first to, to the post box, but let's just let's just do this thing. You've, you know, you've you've been thinking about this for the last six months. You've been training, even though it didn't quite go to plan. So let's just let's just say it off. So um, yeah, so I'm glad uh, I did start the second trail and sort of got stronger throughout. Uh, yeah, before the the third night. Um, Sleep deprivation got me a little bit at the end of Lantau. But overall, yeah, it was an awesome experience and glad glad I prolonged it and did finish, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, this question to Tomo, uh, as you've uh, done it twice, and actually it came up on my uh, Facebook timeline uh, four years ago, uh, and I was at the uh, Pak Tam Chung at the end of the Mac. Uh, as I was again this year, and uh, on the video you come over, and then Andre points at the floor, and you immediately do ten press ups <laughs> at the end of the, the Mac. <laughs> so uh, I just want to ask, how did you find it different this time round with a different starting time and doing? Well, you were virtually doing the Mac uh, overnight. Um. <laughs> The course was the same, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, as you say, Mac was at night, so very, very convenient, convenient to run because the last time it was very hot mm-hmm. um, during the day, so that helped. But now Wilson was hot instead of night, so mm. that was very hard. I, I think I struggled the most at Wilson this time. Um, because of the heat that um, I was not heat adapted as much as I wanted to um, in Japan it's like we're wearing like down jackets right now it's, uh, it's yep. winter and some places are snowing so it's like going from the winter to the summer so that was um, pretty much um, difficult for me I, I did go like sauna training stuff before the four trails but I think uh, I was not well adapted and um, not not just for me, but I think um, having a night start was uh, difficult for people that are a little bit slower than me um, because they might not be able to get on the MTR. And I, I think if it started... Hey, sorry, Thibaut, can you talk us through that? Because I guess historically when you started in the morning, I guess the bottleneck to finish at 60 was the 3 a.m. ferry. But... I guess moving to the evening, that that changed the bottleneck or where was the, I guess, the big risk point for runners? For me, um, it I didn't have a bottleneck by having it in, starting in the evening because my, my goal time for each trail didn't have any um, issues with the MTR time and that could shut out, uh, shut, 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 shut down overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, I had more options because it, I, I would, be starting in the morning with like uh when i look at the timetable it was like each 40 minutes i had okay, yep. a ferry and um i had like two fast ferries and a slow ferry two fast ferries and a slow ferry so that that was that was in in and in terms of getting on mtr getting on ferry that was easier for me um but if you're running um very close to uh, uh survivor which is 72 hours 
that's a different story. So I think um, not for me, but people who are um, trying to aim for like a survivor would have to think, oh, oh, because it's like a game changer. And when I think you was it the the one a.m. is the last MTR across at the end of the Wilson Trail, and I think the next one after that is maybe around six a.m. So yeah. it's a it's a five hours that you lose if you miss that one. Exactly. So um, there were some conversation between uh, people who were trying to survive, were th- saying, "Oh, what are we gonna do if we miss this one?" And uh, I yeah. think we had the conversation and say, "You can't have any support there, but you can just." simply book a hotel nearby and just stay there for like four or five hours and get on the earlier, early mm-hmm. MTR. And that's only the option. So yeah, that was okay. maybe kind of a drama for, yeah. For and I think, the, uh, issue, I think the issue with that was the nearest hotel was four kilometers away. So uh, you'd be doing uh, 300 kilometers. <laughs> so uh, tough, tough choices, tough choices to make. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if you get any extra kudos if you swam across. <laughs> Andre will probably Andre. find a way to ban you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I knew there was one guy who was swimming. Who's um, um, uh, what was his? Um, um, he uh, he was triathlete, and um, um, he's used to swimming long distance. So I think that was the only um, option uh, that he, uh, he could have had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So a question to both of you. So how do you organize uh, yourselves at checkpoints? Because I know for some people that are listening are probably thinking of doing four trails in the future. Uh, I've known from other endurance races where it is such a key thing of being organized uh, between checkpoints. Uh, How was it for you guys? basically, the organization and everything, the planning and everything, so you're prepared for the next trail. I'll pull it to you first, Brian. Yeah, um, so I was fortunate enough to have somebody who had crewed uh, someone before, James Park. So he, he crewed uh, Will Haywood, I believe, a few years ago. Oh, no, Scott, Scott Pugh, sorry, from Singapore. Hmm. So he, he knew... Um, you know, the system, what to do, uh, of course, to move quickly. He knew exactly what you needed. Um, yeah, so that was fantastic, having somebody experienced uh, to help you out. I did actually have uh, Mr. John Ellis, who uh, first agreed to help me out. But then selfishly, he decided to take his uh, young kids for the first snow, skiing, the first snow. So I think that was very selfish of him, but uh, I'll, I'll let him off. We do, it. we do need to run trail walker together, so all is forgiven. <laughs> I'll let my kids know that they're very selfish. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I, so my, my, you... advice, my advice to anyone doing it, just uh, yeah, if, if you find somebody who who has either done the race before or crewed someone before, I think that helps massively. So then they know sort of what state you're going to be in. If you're not hungry, they'll make you eat anyway. Make sure uh, you you know you leave hydrated. Make sure you have enough calories. So yeah, go for experience. Mm. And what about you, Tomo? Um, how did you organise the, I guess, the in, inter-trail sort of connections and you know, having support and things like nutrition? Do you try to get some sleep, you know, getting organised for the next trail? How, how did you do that? Uh, before that, I just didn't want to be rude to Mayank. He was the only one who could have 
swam if the interior yeah. <laughs> was <laughs> shut down because he's a good swimmer. I think he swam around Hong Kong Island or something. I oh wow, swimming with him. Yeah. He he said that he did that twice, right? <clears throat> Wow, impressive. Sorry, I had enough wines. So I've started to forget people's names. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, my crew, we had two. Uh, one crew, uh, Hamai-san, who lives in Hong Kong, uh, who is a trail runner as well. He supported me um, the first year. So um, I asked Hamai-san, can you help me during uh, a Chinese New Year, which is I know it's important for you? And he said, um, yes. I'm here to support you. So he was my uh, crew. And um, since Hamai-san did, didn't have a car to crew me, so I needed to find someone with a, a car. And of course, um, I distribute T8 uh, in Japan. So I was asking David and Mark, um, is there anyone who can support me um, in Hong Kong? And they were finding, um, trying to find me at the last minute. And um, um, two weeks pr prior to the event, um, I was, it was very difficult for me to find. And um, when I went to Doi Intanon in December, and I was running the 100 mile. Of course. Into the race. <laughs> um, there was one guy called Ludovic. He was running as well. And um, he said, are you Tomo? And I said, yes, I am Tomo. And um, okay. I, we we used to share the same running coach. And I was like, oh, did you share? Are, are you Duncan's client? And he said, yes. And I, I've always heard about you. And of course, I have heard about Ludovic. I didn't know his name, but like we had that kind of chat. And it was like, oh, okay. We're like, we're like friends. <laughs> and yeah. then he he did a very great job in the Doyington. I think he was like sixth or fifth. Yeah, six yeah. or seventh. Yeah, he did a really good race. He yeah. had a stacked field. Yeah, exactly. And um, during that conversation, he said that, uh, I said, I'm going to be running Hong Kong Four Shells next month. And he said, okay, I live in Hong Kong. So if you need help, just let me know. So two weeks prior to Hong Kong Four Shells, I, I, I called Ludwig. I messaged Ludwig and said, I need someone to drive me um, between the trails. And he said, Tomo, I was waiting for your message. And um, that, was the, that was the team that uh, we made, Kamai-san and Ludovic together. And that was the team Tomo for Hong Kong Four Trails this year. Yeah. Wow, brilliant. Yeah, I saw the uh, I saw the setup at the Makohos. Uh, you had a van with a nice bed in the back, and I think they were setting up a shower for you as well. Was that correct? Yes, um, Ludovic had a, a like a, a compactable shower that you can. I think um, Ludovic does surfing, so he uses mm. um, he uses that, and I think he prepared that for me. At the end, I didn't use it, um, but um, everything was prepared. I would say it was a cold evening, so and I don't think he got <laughs> hot water from anywhere from there. I had a shower before finishing Mac. The the pouring rain. I, I yeah. think Ryan had yes. a shower too. We we both oh, yeah. yes. yeah. get um, like um, our plan was um, my first year was uh, when I got to Mac. We were just sitting. I was just sitting there and doing eating. Um, changing and everything but uh, we wanted to 
could shave her time off. So we wanted to do that in the car. So that was our plan. So once I finished Matt, I just get in the car and everything's prepared there. So while Ludovic is driving, Hamai-san would be packing my stuff for preparing for Wilson. I would be just getting naked and <laughs> changing clothes, <laughs> eating at the same time. And um, yeah, when I finished, um, I actually I didn't get some sleep um, before Wilson, but once we got there, um, I, didn't, I did a little bit of stretching, like uh, stretching. Brandon was there, and then I kind of took off. Yeah, it is one of the things I've noticed. Um, you know, I, I think I did four trails. I survived four trails back in 2016. And back then, you know, we would finish, you know, no one had a dedicated driver at that point. So we'd be waiting there for the finish. We could have gone, but, you know, we're going to wait for two or three more runners so then we can all share a car. And it's amazing just how everyone's become a lot more efficient. And, you know, I guess from 2019 to 2023, you've taken three and a half hours off. Was there anything else that you found really helped the second time around? I guess knowing the like knowing the course um but any any anything else any more learnings that helped you get quicker from the first time to the second time i think um the the transition from our teamwork was a yeah. huge point um second i think um i didn't run part 100 two weeks before the hong kong four trails <laughs> <laughs> i think that helped me so I was kind of fully prepared. So I think that was a huge point as well. And as well as um, it's been like three, four years since my first one, but I think I was, um, I'm like, my performance has been going um, very well. Uh, training has been going well. So I'm at a higher performance than uh, 2019. I think those are the kind of a big aspects of uh, finishing, yeah. shaving three hours. And I, can I ask, I know this is, this is a challenge, so you're really challenging, you know, it's you versus the Hong Kong trials, it's you versus yourself. Um, I mean, was it important to you to, I mean, you were the first finisher this year, um, you know, I guess for most of the race, you were running a very solid race, and I think Nugo was out in front, uh, you know, looked very strong, obviously sort of had those issues in the second half of the Lantau Trail. What, what, what talk us through maybe the last, maybe the second half of the Lantau Trail, what was going through your head, you know, was it important, those sorts of things? Um, Ryan was very scary because when <laughs> I landed on Lantau, Joe at base camp and John said, if Ryan is fresh, he runs this under seven hours or like seven. <laughs> like, like, what the hell? <laughs> He's a fast runner. <laughs> like, I'm tired already. And if, yeah, I'm going slow. He's going to just eat me and just overtake everyone. So, um I, I thought Ryan was very, very scary, even though it's not like a, a race, but, you know, um, we want to all do our best. Um, so um, I was kind of trying to um, hide away from Ryan as much as possible. And, um, yeah, um, that was, because I think Ryan came the one ferry after myself. I, I took on the fast ferry and Ryan took on the slower one. So um, I think when I... I landed on Lantau and um, base camp gave me a, a sofa to sleep. So I slept 30 minutes. So I thought um, my, 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 my distance, my, my time after between Ryan was 30 minutes to an hour. <laughs> so when I started Lantau, I saw the slow ferry coming into port. So I was like, oh, Ryan's on there. So I should be, he's faster than me. So okay. 
need to be um, yeah um, running um, going away um, so I need to be running or he's gonna be catching and that that was the only that was kind of the motivation for me to be running because yeah he, Ryan was the closest to me Nugo was far away it's almost like hmm Lantau he's like okay an hour half or two hours away from me maybe I cannot catch him but that was kind of the situation and um yeah um and af after all I think Ryan you you um had a rest and got prepared that um um before you ran the Lantau and I think the 30 minutes became like an hour or something so it's like Ryan one hour me an hour and a half or two hours Nugo I, I think that was kind of the distance when we started um the Lantau yeah that was so the, the Nugo was my motivation as well but Ryan was my motivation to keep myself running as well yep so, so Ryan, what's your take then? Yeah, so for, just to add to that, it's quite funny. So be, be, before you start this, you're convinced that you're going to be like a, uh, it's going to be Formula One pit stops. You're going you're <laughs> to be super fast. You're going to, I was saying to my team, right, I'm going to come in. I'm going to use a flannel, wash my face, chow down some food as quickly as possible. Uh, change clothes. I want to do all of that in four minutes. Get in the car and go. <laughs> and in reality, let's face it, it takes about you're not moving that fast. You like you're moving like an elderly person or a toddler. You just everything takes twice as long. So, um, so I remember getting getting to Lantau. Uh, it took me. I thought like I've got the slow ferry. Um, I was kind of glad. I, I wasn't that motivated be, to get the fast because I knew I needed some rest and I thought you know what 55 minutes instead of 35 minutes I should actually be able to sleep so um but again moving like an old man by the time I got on board went in the in the toilet for a sink wash very classy and then uh, <laughs> and then by the time I got in my sleeping bag for a sleep and then I was like oh I need the toilet I need a wee so I had to get out my sleeping bag put on some flip-flops the feet are hurting Go by the time I, I got down to, to rest, I looked at the clock and I was like, there's only 22 minutes left of this journey. And I was like, oh, heartbroken. There goes all my uh, planned sleep time. But um, I, I had no physio. So when I got off, um, Joe, Joe Lodder, from, uh, who, who helped to organize the LBC late night, he just said, uh, Tomo's just left 15 minutes ago. You know, you should, you should start. You should try and chase him down. I'm like... I'm broken. I need, I need, I need some physio before I go. Otherwise, Lantau is not going to be pretty. So um, yeah, so so got some physio, and it's just, it's just hard to start fast because by then you know you're going to get going to your third night. So Tomo probably agrees. Like you know, you on paper you'd like to move pretty fast and just get going and don't waste time. But in reality, you, you need you need that those few minutes. It's gold. It's gold just before you start again. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to be like F1, but no. That's not. <laughs> yeah. You need to kind of rest, sleep, eat. Because if you think you're yourself as a car, a car is not going to move without the gasoline. It's not going to move without one, three wheels. Always needs to have a four wheel. And um, yeah. 
yeah, I think um, Ryan explained exactly how it feels after three, three, three down and one to go. Yeah, yeah. So, Ryan, how did the Lantau Trail come to you? Because I was watching you, uh, as of course, dot watching. And uh, I think after Tai O, uh, I think I can't remember the guy that was uh, fourth behind you. He seemed to be catching you up. Uh, was you having your sleep demons there on the, the second part after Tai O? Yes, absolutely. So, j- just like clockwork, uh, the. the so I'd never, I'd never had like the second night was all new to me. Uh, managed, managed to survive it okay. Um, I was talking to myself, but in the head, not, not, not out loud. So uh, <laughs> basically, just check. You're not certified. No, yet. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just checking in with myself. So my, my own conscious running, running line and normal line. I was just checking in. Are you drinking enough? And but nothing too outrageous on the second night. But the third one, the third night, um, it was all new to me. So it was, it was literally like a switch so i was moving quite well as soon as the sun went down i just started to hallucinate a little bit and it got and it was literally just after tayo as well and basically so much so that uh, i couldn't really see so after the steep um section up to the climb out of tayo, climb out of tayo yeah, yeah. and then you go past the lily so you're on on the cliff face and I couldn't really see. So, so basically, all I could do was, um, if I figured out if I had a micro nap, I'd set the alarm for about five minutes' time. Because remember, as Tomo will know, it, it, the winds were starting to pick up. So it was getting pretty, uh, pretty chilly. So I was setting the alarm for five minutes, and that gave me about 10 minutes of vision. So I could move for 10 minutes, and then a five-minute sleep, and then move for 10 minutes. So basically <laughs> so close only, only about 16k to go but that last 16k took me absolutely hours um yeah it just sort of came into survival let's just get the um the finish line so by then um yeah 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 it was still, it was more less racing more survival let's <laughs> let's just get down from tayo safely and then uh luckily um yeah I, I, my vision came back a little bit so i could finish finish the uh uh, Lantau Trail and Sunset. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just had a message from Andre, who's basically saying uh, swimming between the MTRs would not be allowed. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> Good to have that clarified. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. My ankle. He's not. He's not going to be swimming. He's not happy. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Tomo, please explain to us, uh, after Nongping, uh, you got Lantau Peak and Sunset, and then we had a little something happen. Yeah. So, um, before Nongping, um, I was at Taiyo, and um, I was climbing that. If uh, everyone has been there, it's like a, it's like it's a horrible. wall. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. almost kiss. It, it feels so steep. Yeah. When you when you've run, run, even if you're fresh, I think it does very steep hill. Once you go up there, um, you kind of connect to the trails. You go some, uh, and then it started to fog um, and windy, like Ryan said, and um, it became dark um, because it started. It was about like six p.m. or something about that, and um, I was just going on my way, and I, I saw a, a guy coming in front of me. So during Hong Kong for Trails, there's spectators that are cheering for you, not helping you, but saying, cheering for you. 
I thought it was one of the spectators just cheering for me or cheering for the runners. And but when it came close, it was Nugo. It's like, hey, Nu Nugo, what the hell are you doing? Because I thought Nugo was like two hours ahead of me, and he looked uh, very confused. He looked very cold. And I we were talking, and Nugo, this is Tomo. Do you know me? And he said, Yes, I know you. Okay. Do you know yourself? Because you you seem to be confused. And he said, Yes, I know. But I don't know which way to go. So yeah, I know which way to go because it's this way and you're going the wrong way. And I have navigation. So come with me because believe me, <laughs> I know the right way. And um I would I my, since I'm not local, I have everything on my watch, my GPS. I know what's going on, on my watch. If I can't find myself on my watch, I'm going to look at my phone, uh, which I use the Geographica, which I've already downloaded the map on the phone because um, it doesn't need signal. Yeah. If I don't have signal, I'm like, so I have already everything on my phone. So I have a backup. And um, Nugo, well, Nugo, I don't speak um, Nepal. Um, Nugo doesn't speak Japanese. Um, we can only communicate in English. And um, um, it was a little bit limited. Um, it seemed to be like um, Nugo was watching himself on the live tracker, if I'm not mistaken. If if that was a mistake, I don't want to tell say this in social, but I think people can uh, say, Tomo, you're wrong. But at that time, I thought... Nugo was using that live tracker, but everyone was seeing, like you, John, or like mm. Janet, you were seeing on the internet. But but if you don't have the internet, basically you're watching that on a browser. So if you don't have internet in Mountain, where where you no know, Mountain, there's some place. Yeah, it's like mm. you're blank out. And um, yeah. I, I think when we were walking together, um, he said that I can't. I can't see myself on the map, and be, of course, because you don't have signal, you're not going to see yourself on that live tracker. So let's go together, and um, we walked for about like twenty minutes on that mm -hmm. hill, up and down, up and down. And um, once where there was signal, um, Nugo's phone rang, and Nugo was speaking to I think his crew in Nepalese. So I didn't understand what was what was going on, but um, after he finished the call. He said, Tomo, um, my crew is waiting for me. They're worrying about me, so I need to go. Okay. And he gave, I, I, I borrowed my jacket to him because he felt he was very cold. And he gave me my jacket and said, I'm going. So, but uh, um, Hong Kong Four Trails, we need to do our best. So he said, let's race. So, uh, okay. I was like, okay, we're, we're going to race. Okay, let's do it. Uh, the game is on again. So, once he goes away, and I I try to chase Nugo, and um, before I um, I got to the road, before nomping that long road, I don't know, it's like five k or seven k or so, before we went down, we like going back and forth like a a twenty k race. That was, that was fun. That was very fun. At that like you've been running for like two hundred and sixty k, and you're like running like you're still back racing. Yeah. That, that was fun. That was a fun moment. Uh, of course, we were tired. Of course, we were like all the limit, but we were like chasing. And 
before I get to the road, I, I pass Nugo and then uh, I, I, it was like racing. So I turned my light off and turned around and he's back there. And then um, um, I, I knew that Nugo was back there like uh, when I was on the road. And um, yeah, like when we get to uh, Phnom Penh, I think Nugo was just like maybe two minutes behind me. And um, when I went to the 7-Eleven to get my last nutrition, that I, I was run out of water, um, 7-Eleven was already closed. It was like the real 7-Eleven. Closes at yeah. 7, 11 p.m. Opens yeah. at 7 a.m. So I was like, shit, okay, I'm run out of water. I need to get some water source. I do have like nutrition. So I tried to find the bathroom, but I, I, I was such in a hurry. So uh, I couldn't find a good bathroom. So, but I saw a light just like, 500 meter from 7-Eleven, it was like a small store. So I sprinted there and it, it seemed to like a, be a store and they were like almost closed. I asked, can, can I get some water or drink? And he said, they said, oh, of course you can. It's like, I, then I got a soda. I got a Fanta orange, which tasted like heaven. <laughs> and then I was, I, I thought Nugo was behind me. So he, he was going to do the same thing to get some water source. And uh, I was there for like 10 minutes. I was like pretty much tired. Uh, no but... Formula One pit stop. <laughs> <laughs> Not a Formula One pit stop. And then Nugo doesn't come. So I turned on my phone and then uh, I looked at um, the live up, the GPS. And Nugo is way ahead of me. So, oh, okay. Nugo did not stop to get some water source. And he went ahead to go for the Lantau Peak and Sunset Peak. So I was like shit, I need to chase Nugo. And um, yeah, I, I, when I climbed, the, when I was climbing um, Lantau Peak, I knew Nugo was before me because I, I kind of saw the light kind of Nugo turning around and um, that kind of light in the fog in the night, you know, if you're a runner, you kind of know. How, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I kind of heard the sound of the steps going up the big stairs and some sand falling off. So I knew somebody was there and I thought it was Nugo. So I was like, I need to chase Nugo. I need to chase Nugo. And then I was trying to do my best uh, to, to, it was, at the end, it was not about Nugo. It was about me doing, trying to do my best. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't catch up with Nugo. So like, what the, he's so fast. And, um, and then once I got to Lantau Peak, he wasn't there. So, and I turned off my light and tried to see is anybody down there, but I couldn't see any any light because of the thick fog. I, I kind of went down Lantau Peak and there, there's a road. Before I climbed Sunset Peak, I knew Sunset Peak was in front of me. So if there was a runner, uh, I could see their light at least, but I couldn't see anything um, because of the fog or or yeah and then okay okay he's so far, far away from me so okay anyway i'm gonna try my best to finish this four trails and i climb up sunset peak as fast as possible i can't still find him and then going down uh i ju just gave up i thought okay <laughs> it's not my day but um, I'm just going to enjoy myself. I tried my best. At the end, 
Um, this was such a great event and, and um, very emotional from the start, from all, all the training I did towards Hong Kong for Gels. Andre Paper is going to be waiting for me, of course. Ludovic Hamai-san is going to be waiting for me. My friends are waiting for me. All the people, all the trail, Hong Kong trail community is waiting for me. I was very emotional. And then I went to the finish and, and kissed the green post. And um, um, I didn't know still what was going on. <laughs> I was just happy that I finished my 298K, 14,000 elevation, 50, uh, 54 hours. And... Just so happy, just being at that great post, talking for a while, and then people saying that you're the the first finisher. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, that, that's wow. the kind of story. Not, not a bad surprise. <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't expect that at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ryan, I need, I know, I know you need to drop off because you, uh, I think you got a client waiting for you. So. Uh, uh, it's been great having you on, and uh, it's good to see you sticking with your favorite drink there, the, uh, the old Vitasoy. We had a few uh, sound effects there. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I should have taken it away from the mic, but uh, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Kept me going for the four trials, uh, yeah, as, as, as always. <laughs> That's the, uh, the drink podcast brought to you by Vitasoy Chocolate. Yeah, we should, we should speak to them for sponsorship, really, honestly. Everyone drinks this stuff nowadays. <laughs> Yeah, nice. I'm sorry for using up your time. I'm sorry about that. Um, yeah, uh, um, you're you're going off, so I'm sorry. Uh, oh, no, no, no problem, Tomo. Yep, awesome. All right, yeah. cheers, guys, and uh, congratulations again, Tomo. Strong running. Um, yeah, hopefully next time we can run together a bit more. And uh, yep, I'll speak to you all soon. And uh, right, one final question. Yeah, sure. So, how long did it take to recover from four trails? And um, are you training again? <laughs> all right so yeah um i took a few days off and then um a trail walker is actually just around the corner so i think the when, when did we finish early tuesday morning and i knew my team john john ellis uh, uh jeff campbell and we've got uh, esther as well um so we're gonna do a mixed team gonna go for the mixed record and uh just they were going out on the sunday after and I was saying, oh, guys, I'll, I'll join you for some of it, just some of that. And, and uh, they tried to ban me. So I said, no, no, this, this one is not for you. It's for everyone else. I said, oh, come on, just give me a few K. So they, they let me join for a few <laughs> kilometers before I peeled off home. So, uh, yeah, a nice five days, nice five days. And, um, yeah, so just trying to get the legs back, get some uh, speed in the legs. And, yeah, try to walk it in, what, two, just over two weeks. So, yeah, onwards and upwards. Nice. It's been great having you, Ryan. Um, thank you very much for joining us today. Cheers. Thank you. And uh, last thing as well, Steve, uh, next time, please don't wear a Chelsea shirt. <laughs> especially for you. Okay. Cheers, guys. All the best. Okay. Cheers. Right. So uh, I've got uh, just a couple more questions for Tomo. Uh, first of all, would you do it again? Or maybe it's too soon. <laughs> um, yes, I would. Um, it's such a special event, I think, challenge. Um, of course, it's very challenging and it's hard, but 
that thing is so special. I've been in, I've been running for a long time, but um, of course there's races, there's training, but there's all kinds of uh, races or challenges. But I, I think this this means so special to me. Um, 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 I, I think Hong Kong for trails has grown me. I've been growing together with Hong Kong for, for trails, and I have my I, I don't know how to say, but spirit in the mm-hmm. in the event. And um, and of course I want to run, but I want to have other people challenge as well to get to know how, how special it is. And um, nevertheless, you. Um, success or fail, I think it's going to be a great experience uh, to know yourself and to know how um, you're fortunate to be able to run, um, feeling great, have feeling pain. If you mm-hmm. cannot run or if you you don't have a, a life, you can't even feel the pain or the happiness mm-hmm. or the sadness or the whatever. So um, just being there, able to run with the people you like and um, what you love is uh, such a special thing, I think. Yep. And, and I guess, Tomo, you've, there's another race, I guess, that you've you've done multiple times. I guess you'll be heading off to Barkley later on this year and, and giving that another go? Yeah, there, there's a little race in Tennessee, <laughs> which I've been challenging uh, for three years. No, not for three years. I've been, I know this... I've been, I know this for seven years or six years, um, just trying to follow and trying to figure out what it is. And I've tried it three times and um, failed three times. So I have no success. Um, Having but, said that, you wasn't, um, you did the fun run last time, right? Yes. Um, my second time I did the fun run. Yeah. yeah along, year, with ja- along with Jasmine Paris. <laughs> Yes, um, that, that, yeah, I think that was the year, yes. Um, yeah. yeah, it was there. Yeah. And just to be but, clear, the, the fun run is, is three of the five loops, which yes. which is still an incredible achievement. I don't think there are many people on the planet who've even done the fun run at the Barkley Marathon. Mm. Yeah, um, only, only three. Well, no one's, no one's finished it since, uh, is it John Kelly was the last one to finish? Or uh, was it... 2018 2017 yep. i can't remember it's been a while since someone's completed five loops there's only uh 15 runners in the past and the last one was john kelly in 2017 the first one was mark williams in 1995 and um i can i i can say all the names but um yeah and um yeah um if you want to know the stats um the who have finished um three loops is Twelve point two five percent out of um, the history. Wow! Wow! And, uh, and so, how do you feel for for this year? <laughs> um, every year, every time I challenge, I feel I'm very prepared. But after I run, I feel I'm not. Pre- I haven't been prepared enough, and I that's feel a challenge about myself. That's mm, so. I don't know. I, I think I'm better than before, but maybe I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's see in March. Um, I think um, there's a lot of factors that um, you need to you need to have, not just running performance. It's just a, 
navigation, weather, luck. Um, are you strong to heat? Are you strong to cold? Are you, um, can you eat for 60 hours? Um, are you able to wait, be awake after 60 hours? A lot of things. I do believe most of it is climbing and descending. How much, how much of the uh, Barclay Marathons is actually runnable? I would say 40%. Okay. But 60% is like a, a 90 degrees wall. Maybe. Oof. So, yeah, it's it's very steep. It's, it's steepness that you don't normally see when you're running mm-hmm. a, normal, a normal trail. Yeah. So is it something you'd be interested in, John? No, not really. I don't. I don't feel like I hate myself that much. Um, <laughs> it just sounds so hard. And and as as Tomo said, I I think you can be a a good runner, but this is this is something different. From what I can tell, you know, the orienteering is such a big part. I think you know, often you'll see some really fast runners who just can't make that transition to this the ultra long stuff because it's a different mindset. You know, it's more about that sort of mental toughness as opposed to you know, physical prowess. Um, but I, honestly, it, it feels and it sounds way too hard for me. <laughs> like, and kudos and full respect to anyone who who tries it. And you know, like Tomo can do the fun run, and you know, hopefully in coming years, um, yeah, we'd love to see you finish it. Yeah, that 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 would be that would be a a dream. That would be a dream. Um, yeah. Yeah. So apart from the Barclay Marathons, is there any other races that are or challenges that are on your radar? Yes, um uh, I was lucky or unlucky enough to be selected. Uh I was drawn for the Western States. Wow. Wow. Well done. Congrats. Yeah. I've been following this for like yeah, almost like ten years and I put my name in um eight years ago and I have have not not been selected for eight years and if anyone knows about how the you're selected for western states if you are not selected um the second year you're going to have two tickets if you're not selected in the second year you're going to have four tickets in the third year it's like one two four eight sixteen thirty two sixty four one twenty eight two fifty six and um i was um, unlucky or lucky enough to be selected after 128 tickets this year. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Some people get selected after one year with one ticket, but, you know, it's just luck. And uh, I've been chasing that, and I've always been willing to run that. So uh, Hong Kong for Trails, the little event in Tennessee, and then I have the Western States. But if I'm running the Western States, I've always wanted to run the Grand Slam. If anyone knows about the Grand Slam, it's yeah. uh, four races in America. Uh, no, five races that you can choose from. Uh, four races you can choose from. Five races, which is Old Dominion, Western States, um, Vermont, Leadville, and Wasatch. And um, you can choose four races out of the five. And I've always wanted to run the Western States, Leadville, uh, no, Vermont, Leadville, Wasatch in this order because of the the superheroes the tri- ultra trail superheroes um that so- starts from uh, tom green 
Scott Drake, all those guys mm. that are my heroes have always have done that. I think, in the- there, I think there's an Andre Bloomberg in there as well, isn't there? Andre has done the um, Hard Rock. Oh, okay, and, yeah. um, Grand Slam and Rocky Mountain Slam is um, another different one. I think Rocky Mountain Slam is Hard Rock, uh, The Bear, Wasatch, and Leadville. They're kind of together, but a little bit different. And um, if you finish within 80 hours of those four races that I just said, um, you're in the top 10 of the history. So that makes me very excited that if I can run within those within 80 hours, I can be together with uh, my my superheroes. So that's my goal for this year, but I'm not sure if (laughs) it's the best year, but since I'm selected, I'm going for it. And um, that's my plan for this year. Wow. Sounds like an amazing year ahead of you. So, John, uh, after listening to both Ryan and Tomo, uh, Four Trails, are you going to put your name in the hat? Uh, I mean, come on, I mean, come possibly on, you've got to do it. I mean, you've got to have a go. I've only survived it. I've never finished it. So, you know, arguably there's some unfinished business there. You know, when, when it was happening and we were dot watching, you would I got incredibly excited about it. And there was a lot of, yeah, there was just... I missed it, um, but I've got some issues with my foot, which I need to sort out first, which which just makes running beyond 100 kilometers a little bit hard at the moment. But if I can get through that, that's you know, it's something I'd like to try and do again. Oh, God, did I just say that publicly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because uh, before I ran the Hong Kong Four Gels, I love your story about not wearing your underwear on Lantau and finishing your event because of your hard chafage. At the time, oh. I think you didn't have the T8, which is, of course, I during the race, I, I, I wore T8 commandos all the way, which didn't give any chafage. I think you have a, a good underwear that is going to yeah. support your next challenge. I think that was you know, one of the birthplaces of T8 was was climbing up Lantau Peak at the end of four trails, not wearing any shorts, not wearing any underwear because the chafing <laughs> was so bad. <laughs> and I'm glad, all I can say is I'm glad it was at night time. <laughs> I love that story. Yeah. Uh, what would you suggest to Andre to make Four Trails a little bit harder? <laughs> that's that's a very good question. Hmm. I mean, I guess we can stick on the fifth trail, the Tinworth Trail. I knew that Andre is now able to control the weather because he made <laughs> rain at the end this year. So maybe yeah. he can make Lantau snow. Oh, maybe, yes. he could, maybe he could move four trails to the middle of summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that would be a bit too mean. That's, that's going to be so hard. Yeah, yeah I yeah. did suggest that uh, I... The, the, the Four Trails uh, film, I don't know if you've seen it, Tomo. It's uh, absolutely brilliant, done by uh, yes. Ben and Robin Lee. I uh, got to see it last week and uh, took my wife along uh, down to Kennedy Town and we watched it there. And uh, my wife's not a trail runner or a hiker even, but she absolutely loved it and she was blown away by the characters, but also the beauty of Hong Kong trails, etc. Uh, 
going off on a tangent now, so I forgot what I was going to ask. <laughs> uh, but I, I did mention, we had a Q&A at the end, and I did mention to Andre, you know, how about a summer version? Uh, and especially for Chang, because I think Chang would love oh. it in the summer. He's the, he's the one that loves to do the nine buffaloes. Yeah. So would a summer version, I think it would be too dangerous, oh, I think. It would be too yeah. risky, I think, to do a summer version. I, mean, I did a 100 miler uh, in July one time in Hong Kong. And that was not right. pretty. John would remember it uh, yeah. uh, coming along, and I was absolutely broken uh, on Hong Kong Island. But I only had another, uh, I can't remember, 30, 40 You're miles pretty close to, to the end at that point. Yeah, yeah, I was getting close to the end. Uh, but it was brutal. So I can't imagine four trails in the summer. But there's always some person who has that idea and goes and does it. So will it happen, do you think? Too hard. It's got to be too hard. Yeah, you know, we 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 said that fifty breaking fifty was was impossible. You know, I guess that's been proven wrong. But golly, I've yeah. got to think doing four trails in the middle of summer. I think that's impossible. It's just too hot. It's too humid. It's too dangerous. Yeah. Well, I mean, records have been broken all the time. I mean, I remember on the first uh, uh, breaking sixty film, uh, Andre says you've got to get the three a.m. ferry or you won't make it. And mm. what happened? Nicky Han proved that theory wrong. Yeah, you know? and an then amazing there was ten, Yeah, and then Jackie Lung did. Uh, he broke fifty, and then uh, last year uh, Ho Chung mm. broke forty-eight hours. So yeah, it's these things are getting broken and uh, done all the time. So how far can it be pushed? It's it's really interesting. It's an interesting thing uh, yeah, to see, absolutely. and something we can talk about for hours and hours. I guess. <laughs> so yes. So, uh, yeah, John, I don't know if you've got uh, anything else. No, I think, um, look, it's, um, it's been great to have you along, Tomo. Um, congratulations again. Yeah, we loved watching you on the dots. I think those that got out, um, you know, love seeing you on the trails. And I think it was just a masterclass in terms of just pacing for, for an ultra, ultra. Um, so congrats. And we can't wait to see what 2023 holds for you. Thank you very much. Um, uh, what I did was... Not myself was again my crew. Um, of course, Andre Paper and um, all the people cheering for me. Hong Kong for Hong Kong community, everyone. Um, thank you very much. And um, I get very inspired by a lot of people who do small, small challenge, big challenge, middle challenge, whatever. It, it just keeps me going. So I I hope I am one of those that I have inspired anyone out there uh, because you know run, keep keep on running is sometimes difficult. You need that motivation. You need that yeah. dream to keep you going. Um, so I hope one I'm one of those and um, um, I'm gonna go for another another dream, another goal. I'm not gonna give up. I'm just gonna try my best until I can. And um, if you keep running, I think we're going to cross our roads in Japan or Hong Kong or wherever in the world. So I look forward to seeing you, John, uh, and um, Janet, and people listening to this podcast in the world. Um, um, yeah, I mean, that'll be exciting to see each other um, once in a while. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yes, it's been uh, an honour having you. Uh, 
I have listened to you do other podcasts before, especially with Scott Pugh. I always enjoy those ones you do on uh, Endurance Asia. Uh, so, yeah, it's been absolutely great uh, having you. And uh, I can't wait until uh, Tennessee happens, until the Barclay Marathons happen. So uh, we'll, we'll all be uh, rooting for you there and look, really look forward to it. Thank you very much. Thank okay, you. thank you. Thank you.